The views and opinions expressed on the following program are not necessarily those of this station or its sponsors. The coffee is brewed, phone lines are open, and the morning team is ready to roll. From the Robinson Auto Group Studios, this is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Sunshine song. Put a smile upon your face as if there's nothing wrong. Think about a good time had a long time ago. Think about forgetting about your worries and your woes. Walking in the sunshine, saying a little sunshine song. Well, walking in sunshine here inside studios, trying to bring sunshine into your life as we do every day here on the Watchdog Morning Show. But outside, not a whole lot of sun. Going to see a mixture of sun and clouds today, but more clouds than sun. Showers, pop-up thunderstorms this afternoon. Daytime high, 78 or so. Tomorrow, cloudy. Again, pop-up showers. We'll see a high tomorrow in 72 or so. Early morning shower on Wednesday, then clearing up throughout the day. Sun in the evening, or afternoon, I guess I should say. And then Thursday, going to be all nice. Sunshine, warm temperatures. But it's going to be high humidity, so you do want to uh, you do want to be aware of that. Right now, we're looking at still 72 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 71 at the Highlands, 73 in Elm Grove. Still 72 here? 73, Howard. Oh, jumped up, 73 degrees. Here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley, it is 9.09. Usually my weekends are taken up with Grandson Teddy, and I enjoy that. Uh, In fact, uh, Friday we went to he... He, uh, he went to an acting camp Towngate this weekend, so Friday was the performance of his show, and we went to watch that, and he was pretty good, and he knew his lines, knew his blocking, knew his cues, had a nice costume on. It was a version of it's, of it's a Midsummer's Night Dream, except this is called a Midsummer's Night Scream, and uh, Mr. Tim, Tim Thompson, the guy who runs the Towngate these days, had kind of adapted the show, including some... Bizarre incidents from the early days of the Towngate Theater, which I actually remembered happening. Ghosts that were around there in the early days. I remember those days. Spooky. It was spooky. Um, but uh, that was, so we, we, we did that. Teddy and I went swimming, uh, fr- freezing again, but, but swimming. <laughs> but we did have the, my, I want to get to, we did have a little time, my na- wife and I, on, um, Bob, what day was it I talked to you about? I was out having uh, dinner. Um, you mean the uh, evening that you sent yeah. me all those pictures? Saturday. I had a TV dinner. I was home by myself. Was Saturday? I think it was Saturday. Saturday night, Howard was at Red Lobster. We at Red, Red Lobster, one of my favorite places. And it was Crab Fest, Crab Fest. So I was very excited. Um, first of all, I did have, and it's not my intent to irritate Mr. Slider, but I know how much he loves the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. So I had to send him so pictures of the Cheddar Bay Biscuits. Um and we had some lobster dip, and I had uh, uh, some bay scallops. I had a freebie on that, so I got the bay scallops. And then I had the crab vest. Yes. <laughs> I had a whole pound of Barity crab, man. I And you know what I did for the first time in my life? I put the bib on. Oh, good bibbed thinking, up. Howard. I, I bibbed up. I've never <laughs> done that before, and therefore I usually have, as Bob knows, my shirt is just a disaster zone. But I thought I'd go bib up, so I put the bib on. So it sounds like you, Howard Monroe, are the crab-eating champion, I am champion. I'm here a, at the Watchdog. Listen, an, an, an entire pound, an entire pound. Just a Nobody pound? Nobody can do that. Enti- what do you mean, just yes, a pound? Yes, just a pound. An, an entire I had three pound. pounds on Friday. What? I had three pounds of crab legs on Friday. Three? Yeah. And I put Old Bay I in my I couldn't butter. eat three pounds. What, you ate three pounds? I ate three pounds and a piece of cheesecake. Oh. <laughs> Now, what we're kidding about, uh, Garen was with Donnie Gilbert live from Wheeling Hotel, Casino, and Racetrack. And then they uh, graciously bought you guys dinner at the buffet, right? So graciously. And Howard, it sounds like she only had cra- <laughs> crab legs and cheesecake. That's the only thing. <laughs> that is all I ate. You know they have like ham and beef and pasta. I was going to get my money's Chicken. They got chicken. You just, oh, but well, I got the crab legs, though. I, I, I do get that. Probably if you're going for crab legs, just. And they have the butter and like oh. you know the like syrup dispensers. Yes. At oh, the oh, really? You... They had the butter in it. Oh, God. I, and I got to ask you this: You sat down with Donnie. Sadly. Did you ever notice how he eats? How he kind of like guards I, his food and he eats really, really quick. He definitely <laughs> does guard it. He also doesn't like. He's one of the most like 
the one of the biggest talkers I've ever met in my life. Doesn't say a word when he eats, does Cricket. he? Cricket. See, he grew up with five <laughs> brothers and a mother and a father, and it, you oh, had so to eat. No, he'll food, tell you that story. Food time was. <laughs> you had to pay attention and eat as quick as you can. And Dawn now is pushing. He'll be sixty. And he still eats like he just got out of prison. I was going to say, he doesn't look like he's struggling to fight over food now. Did he have crab legs? He, does, he doesn't like crab legs. Yeah, doesn't like crab legs. No. Who doesn't like crab legs? He got the chicken Alfredo from the pasta bar. Well, that, that, I could, that would be good, too. You love crab legs, right? I do not. No, you won't uh, you catch don't? me there either. You don't no, love no. crab legs? You're kidding me. No, no. Think about all those trips food. you and I made uh, yeah, to you Red get, Lobster. You get shrimp. All, all the shrimp I can eat, yes. Well, I made shrimp tacos on Saturday. Shrimp tacos? Yeah. See, that's one of the things I don't think I would mix. I eat uh, shrimp uh, lo mein with Howard occasionally. Yeah, but yeah. Usually I want my shrimp onto the side. I don't want... Fair. You know, uh, Bob, uh, just a quick comment because it might mean we can go uh, out one of these days. Uh, Red Lobster now has ultimate shrimp, the endless shrimp. Every day, all day. What? It's now a regular menu item. That it's is tempting. Yes. It's not limited anymore? No, no. And, it, it, you know, it used to be just, you know, a couple of weeks or they would have, this is it. No, it's now a uh, regular, regular menu. Jerry Ames listening out there. Hear that, Jerry? <laughs> but I had, uh, oh, I was so, honest to goodness, though, Garen, I couldn't have eaten another. I could have eaten maybe half a cluster more. But, I mean, a pound was just like, that was you you seriously ate three pounds? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I love them. My dad, when I first came up here, my dad made like went and got like a couple pounds too, and they got mad at me because I was like sitting over the pot eating them all before they were like ready for everybody else. Maybe Bob, maybe it is time for me to give it up, uh, turn the crown over. I thought I was the master of the food. I thought you know, but I just have to mentally prepare myself like all day, like the whole time we were sitting there interviewing people. I was just like crab legs, like get ready, didn't eat breakfast. Only drank water. I had, I would, <laughs> You're like Howard, Joey Chestnut getting ready. I was going to say, Howard, no offense. I mean, look at you. Look at hers. Kind of like Joey Chestnut. Uh, yeah, she, yeah, exactly. I had to put it down. I was so proud of myself. A whole pound. <laughs> you got second place, Howard. I got second place. Oh, my. But there, I tell you what, though. It was, it was good. The only problem was I felt like I had maybe a shellfish reaction at home. I well, that's never good, No, Howard. it isn't. Yeah, I've never had that before, but I was having some real breathing issues and so on and i thought you know it might have been a reaction to the shellfish i just tell myself when i feel like that i tell myself i'm not allergic to that and it's my mind playing tricks i, on just, me. I need to tell my because <laughs> i thought to myself if i am now allergic to shellfish there's trouble in river city right you just can't even it's, it's just not possible that. Right. trouble at uh, red lobster wow, we lost howard we lost <laughs> howard monroe <laughs> oh no we're gonna have to <laughs> just when they put, put out the unlimited you're gonna have to adapt our menu now Anyway, it was good. It was good. It was good. How was your TV dinner? Not nearly as good. And, you know, I grew up with TV dinners. I don't turn my nose up at TV dinners. I don't either. I don't. But, man, they just don't seem like they're as good as they used to. What did you have? Yeah, what did you have? Chicken. I usually go with the fried chicken. See, and now it seems like it's fr- all bread. Fried chicken and potatoes? I like the Salisbury yeah. steak ones. Salisbury steak, good. But I went with the fried chicken, you know. And, uh, just, and the little, uh, little metal compartments and that kind of thing? I, yeah. yeah. I don't think they're metal anymore, Howard. Aluminum. I think, yeah. Hey, but you know what? I actually, I'm serious. Now, Mind you, I wouldn't trade my crab legs for that. But I, I actually like TV dinners. I like the Marie Callender ones, too. Oh, that, that's because you, you know. The other thing that I had a lot of growing up, I don't think they make it anymore. I don't know. Maybe we were eating horse meat or kangaroo meat and just didn't know it. <laughs> Howard, I don't know about you, but they would make like a pouch of uh, turkey or beef, and it would have a gravy in it, and you would put it in hot water, and you okay. would cook it like that. I don't remember. And it was really good. Really, really good. That that doesn't sound too bad. That was good. I mean, really good flavor. Again, I don't know what exactly we were eating. You know, some of the things that people think are not enjoyable food. I love the mystery meat you used to get at. uh, at, Never uh, been a big fan of the mystery meat. I love them. You get it at at school, high school cafeteria, or not high school, but elementary, more. School cafeterias, the mystery mystery. meat. You know, it was just a block of gray looking meat. I loved it. I loved (laughs) it. So. TV dinners, mystery meat, but I will say, give me, give me the crabs. I love crabs. I love all seafood. I bow to you. I bow to you now. She is the champion. Oh, I I do live by the sea, so. I turn, I turn my crown over. I am no longer the crab king. I might be the crabbiest guy around here, but I mean, I'm not the crab king. I'm adding crab queen to my resume now. And Donnie said. (laughs) 
918 on the Watchdog Morning Show. So, Crab Queen. It's, is it go time? Are you prepared? I'm prepared as I'll ever be. Do you have a comedy routine ready? Oh, One I... that is probably going to even win you a spot on SNL? Oh, let's hope they're listening. Lauren Michaels, if you're listening, pay attention. Bob, call Lauren Michaels. Call NBC. Yeah, I got him right here. What, Speed what would happen if we just called Lauren Michaels? Call, call Lauren Michaels. <laughs> uh, Howard, it's the uh, writer strike. He's not in. So. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah, right. That, that whole AI thing can't happen, or I'm screwed, too. We are going to go, coming up after the break, to our own edition of Saturday Night Live and Garen as our featured comedian for the day. Coming up here on the Watchdog Morning Show. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Law Offices, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get your fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. Don't just listen. Be part of all of our shows. Use the Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Call or text us at 304-214-1600. The Frio Stack Auction Service hotline. Your direct connection to the watchdog. Broadcasting from the Ohio Valley, talking about the Ohio Valley. We're live and local. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe. Brought to you by WVU Medicine. Live from downtown Wheeling, it's Saturday Night Live on a Monday. Featuring Bob Slider, Howard Monroe, Brad McElhenney, Chad Tallman. Also, assistance from Taylor Long, Adam Fike, and today's special guest, Garen Kroll. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Garen Kroll! of this being my last week here at this internship, I thought it would be a great idea to share all the things that I've learned. Um, so one of the things that I learned that I was actually sent here to learn was the, how to work the control board. But the day I was learning, everybody could definitely tell I was learning because it was the worst bumper music, fade out, everything ever. It was just such a terrible first two hours that I tried that. But now for some real life lessons from the WKKX watchdog. I almost said, how bad was it? I'm glad I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong show. <laughs> um, so apparently you don't have to dress up to work here. When I first got my internship, I was told that I was going to have to wear business casual. So I showed up in some really nice express pants on my first day, a cardigan. I had my hair curled, the, the whole nine. Um, but after coming here for a few days, I realized that everyone's usually in sweatpants and is pretty comfy. So um, now I'm just a serial outfit repeater and <laughs> I'll wear the same shirts and pants in different variations throughout the week. So thank God for washers and dryers. Um, another thing I learned is that Howard really, really, really doesn't like pickles. 
no matter how much <laughs> I try to convince him otherwise that they're good, he really doesn't. And, you know, Bob taught me something, too. I did. Yes, you taught me that um, apparently you can raise a raccoon army and you can learn how to do so on YouTube. <laughs> and you can learn everything on YouTube because Bob is such a huge YouTube guy. Um, there are people out there in this world that are extremely defensive over the Lord's chicken and wouldn't have it any other way except for the holiest. Um I learned who a bunch of people were that I had never heard of before. Um, the first being Jim Justice. I now know everything about him. Bob Huggins. I know everything about him. And I only learned who he was maybe last week. Um, and count, countless names of other artists who are way too old for me to have a clue about. Um, for example, Bette Midler. Yes, my beautiful Bette. I'm sorry. <laughs> and I think... The funniest point in this internship was when Bob called her a quote-unquote loud broad. I, st I think about that at least once a day and laugh to myself. Um, I learned how not to talk on live air from guess who? Uh, the Friday show? The Friday show with Donnie Gilbert. <laughs> Another thing about Donnie is I had my last show on him, uh, my last show with him last Friday when we went to the buffet and such. Um... When we hugged goodbye, it was like trying to hug a refrigerator. <laughs> but I'm sure he knows what that feels like as well. Um, I learned that Lola's usually in a way better mood in the afternoon. <laughs> Bazinga. <laughs> um, I learned that a random person who texted in thinks that I sound hot. So thank you for that ego boost. And lastly... I learned that Bob and Howard carpool to work. That's not funny. Maybe I not just, tomorrow. <laughs> I just think it's adorable. But in all seriousness, I've had a really awesome three weeks here so far, and I'm really sad for it to be over soon. And I'm going to end with a simple thank you to everybody here and the opportunities that you guys have given me. Well, that, that thank you really wasn't very funny. But, uh, but we appreciate it. I had to be nice. Still. We appreciate it nonetheless. Listen. Wasn't Dave Chappelle, I'm going to be honest with well, you. Uh, not, not yet. But it was pretty good. It was pretty yeah. good. You had a couple of good lines in there. I really liked a couple of the liners and the zingers. And uh, and uh, I must say, you have Bob, she has correctly analyzed some things here at this radio station. Very, very observant. <laughs> she, and she took it easy on us, Howard. She could have uh, played oh, a little hardball with it. could have been a whole lot worse, a whole lot worse. Uh, all right. Uh, that's your uh, first. I didn't want to make any enemies. I need she wants to come back, Howard. <laughs> She'd like to go. Well, we'd like you to come back, too. You're here two more days? Wednesday's You're, my last day, yeah. Yeah. We doing something for her on Wednesday? Uh, we'll have to plan something, yes. Yeah, to think about Led that. Zeppelin bumper music. Oh, day. sweet Lord. You got it. That'll drive Howard insane. Uh, if that's what she wants for her final Yay. day, it's all right. Led Zeppelin music. The Zepp. She put up with Barry Manilow for a while. Uh, good point. Some of this other stuff. So, all right, all right. Uh, yeah, we talked in the, when you first got here about, what, seriously, what do you want to do? do you, you really don't know yet, do you? So, I have, like, a couple ideas. What I'm leaning towards most, too, I think is, like, I want to do TV, and I want to do, like, a comedy TV show. But I don't know in what way I would do it. Like, I kind of want to do something, like, where it's animated, like maybe The Simpsons or Family Guy. Do you want to be a writer? Yes. But I also want to be, like, a producer-director. Like, I want to be creatively in charge. But you don't want to be a stand-up comic. You want you don't no, want to be Dave Chappelle. You want to be... The, if I thought I was good enough well, at it, yes. But, I mean, your, your interest is in... Writing, producing, that kind of thing. Yeah. yeah? Okay. I all want right. I want all the credit. All right. Are you an East Coast or West Coast? New York or L.A.? It would depend. Well, if I actually got my shot on Saturday Night Live, I'm going to be an East Coast girl. But if I have to do, <laughs> like most TV stuff's out in L.A. now, so I'd probably be moving on over there. Sadly. Can you still make Can you still make a living in New York City as is a is a writer, Howard, a comedy writer? I'm not sure you, you can. can anywhere. You now. can. Well, yeah. Well, you, right now, nobody's making a... a, a <laughs> well, now might be the time. Cross that picket line. Show them what you got. Um, I, I think you you can still make a good living in New York as a comedian. There's a lot of comedy club stuff still yeah. in there. Um, I don't know that there's a lot of writing jobs. In, in, I think you're right. If you're going to be a writer slash producer, whatever, 
you head out to LA. So hopefully I'll make it to LA one day. Yeah. Well, I hope that you will too. I don't know. California is a scary place. California dreaming. Is that it? You're California dreaming. I love that song. Yeah. Hey, she knows that song? I, the Mamas and Papas, right? Wow, Holy mackerel. I wouldn't have thought she knew that. I know. I tell you this. I know a lot of the old songs. Yeah, I wouldn't say a lot, but they're good for you. I know it. But you know what, Gary? You, you live pretty close to a, to a big, big city. What about uh, metropolitan Washington, D.C.? Uh, is there anything going on there? Do they have a lot of comedy clubs in D.C.? They do have a lot. Of, I, I think so. They do have a lot of comedy clubs. I there. haven't been up there very often, but I would just be scared of the atmosphere up there. Because, er, like, everything, like, even where I live is super political just because we're, like, that close to D.C. And so there's more likely you'll get canceled. There's more likely, like, people will, I don't know. I just so you, feel like that's You need Howard place. and I. We could do a whole set, right, Howard, on Joe Manchin and, and uh, Jim Justice yeah, alone. We can, help, we can help you with that. We'll bill you <laughs> as the West Virginia funny girl or something like that, and yeah. you, you come out gay. She was a hillbilly honey? Huh? How about that? Who knows her stuff when it comes to politics. Yeah. Absolutely. I, I yeah. can impress them. Yeah, that's actually not a, not a bad idea at all. Uh, we could uh, we could do that, and Bob and I could give you. Actually, we could just do it for you. I mean, we could we could write the whole thing for you. We give you some guidance on that. We can help you, you know, round out your craft a little bit. Yeah, I, that would be. I would love some help. I think you are right. In D.C., there's a lot of comedy in D.C. Well, <laughs> and much of it happens on Capitol Hill. But no, that's not what I mean. <laughs> there's a lot of comedy in D.C., but it is all political comedy. Uh, one of the funniest groups out there is called the Capitol Steps. I've seen them perform a number of times. Uh, they they do political comedy and uh, they're they're hilarious. It's a tr- troupe, so I mean, as, over mm-hmm. the years, different people come in, come out. There's another one. I can't think of what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bob Ellen Ratner uh, br- brought this other group into one of her private parties that we went to. My wife and I went to. I can't remember the name of the group, but there's comedy in D.C. But you 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 have correctly analyzed it. It's it's political comedy. And also, like for me, comedy is like. Okay, I'm gonna ignore all of the like important serious stuff and laugh. So like, I don't I don't know if I want to cross like politics and comedy over one another because then like that might take the laugh out of it. And the other much. thing that you might want to do, I don't... Russia's defense minister. Whoa, hello. Yeah, I don't know where that is. That's ABC News that uh, just insisted on joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Something's going on in Russia apparently. I don't know. But the other thing a comedy uh, comedian would have to do, and Howard will know this, uh, you have to get raunchy. You know, you almost have to get vulgar. Lisa, what's her name? Lapinello? Is that is that her name? I mean, she comes out. Yeah, so many. You know, I don't know that you have to. You I have find to. that unattractive. I, I, I don't like in it. Today's like, especially with like the kids my age and like. 20s early 30s like that's what they're like expecting to hear yeah but you know it's like the standard now so it's kind of i don't know and i guess look i open i mean we joke about it i'm old and so maybe i just i don't i don't have a problem with a certain amount of bad language one of my favorite comedians is lewis black and the F word is every other word right. in, on, with Lewis Black is the F word. Now, he's, a, he's a political comedian. Um, that didn't bother me. Uh, George Carlin uh, in, did some bits that were very profane. He, he also had some that were cleaned up. But I just, I don't like to hear comedians that are, to me, you know, to me what it is, Garen, and Bob, maybe you would agree. I, I think there's just, I think some comedians feel like, they can't be funny, so they got to be vulgar. It's somehow right. that that's what right. that will carry them along, you know. And also, I think like the structure of stand up on its own has switched because it used to be like Jerry's, like a Jerry Seinfeld type, where they're like doing like setting up and then the joke, setting up then the joke. Whereas like now, it's mainly just like storytelling, mm-hmm. but like. Ex- exaggerated, like it's completely different from where it was. And there are two different. That, those ago. are two different kinds of comedy. There's right. there's, there's joke telling. Uh, there are comedians who tell jokes. Not so much anymore, though. That's yeah. It's uh, changing the stories. And, and, and Garen, if you are successful, we will be so disappointed if we hear about you going the way of Bill Cosby and, and drugging <laughs> people. You know, so, so, so remember that, Garen. <laughs> you know, Cosby was an interesting before the before the fall. Cosby was interesting um, in terms of vulgar language and so on. I had an album uh, at one time. It was called Cosby Seven and Eleven. And it was his 7 o'clock Vegas show, which was clean and family-friendly. 
and his 11 o'clock Vegas show where he just Does let the not. expletive fly. I mean, even Cosby could, could, could go back and forth, so. Bob, can you picture her back in the old days? Maybe when she, you know, when he was around, she could be on Johnny Carson. I can see that. Yeah, Ooh, we're welcoming a new comedian now. Okay, but like, actually, I would love to host a show like that, like where I would just get like I'd have my show and then like come and interview people and be funny that way. Yeah, that would be so easy because you don't really need like material for that. You can just like go off people, and I'm like so good at that. Yeah, it doesn't really quite work that way, but okay. That's yeah. how that's how I would do it. I just wing it. And I hate it when they stereotype us, Howard. But to me, I think we got a biller as that uh, pretty young girl from West Virginia, don't we? Yeah, I mean, the, the West. Well, of course, she's from. Ohio. But, yeah, but that's but not we're gonna, funny. We're Martin's call, Ferry's not funny. Martin's Ferry's not funny. <laughs> Wheeling is... <laughs> Martin's Ferry's sad. Yeah, not funny. Now, let me ask you this. This is all wonderful things. You want to be a comedian, go to the East Coast, go to the West Coast, have a comedy show, going to write and produce. What are you actually going to do for a living? Because like there's no money in all that. You understand that, right? Well, I'm hoping I, I mean, can until just you marry become, someone until, really rich. Now we're talking. <laughs> um, there's an all boys school just like ten minutes from where I go to college. Okay, and all right. I'll go fishing there. You you like to fish, I know. <laughs> so it's just fishing of a different catch type. a winner. All right, all right, Garen Kroll. She's with us a couple more days. Um, so if you want to talk to her, you can three zero four two three. Keep it clean, guys. 304-232-8255 is the uh, Frio Stack auction service hotline. Or you just want to text me. That might be better. That way I can screen the text. 304-214-1600. to the hour. Do we know what happened with ABC? Are we going to be able to go to a break or We're something? We're good. We're going to Metro. Hell with ABC. All right. Let's go to Metro <laughs> News right now. West Virginia Metro News. I'm Chris Lawrence. A family gathering in a pool in Logan County leads to tragedy. West Virginia State Police say a four-year-old girl is dead after she was found unresponsive in a pool at the Chief Logan Lodge in Chapmanville. Troopers say the young girl was at a family gathering at the lodge Saturday. The girl was transported by ambulance to the Logan Regional Medical Center where she was pronounced dead. An autopsy will be conducted by the Chief Medical Examiner's Office in Charleston. State police are now investigating the incident and what led to the girl being found in the water unconscious. I'm Jarrett Lewis, WVMetroNews.com. Project underway to fix a water problem at the state capitol. It was found a couple of years ago. Water started to seep into the journal reading room. This is under the north side steps. State General Services Division Director John McHugh says they found the water was coming through because of a construction failure. The waterproofing that's underneath those stairs that you see out there, uh, it was not installed under all the stairs when they built this back in the 30s. And then the second issue was the waterproofing that was there was failing due to age. A contractor has since removed all those steps, and they're made of Indiana limestone. They've begun to address those waterproofing issues. State Attorney General Patrick Morrissey planning to provide a major update regarding opioid settlements today. He's got a news conference set for 11, and the DHHR says applications for the emergency loan income uh, energy assistance program are going to be accepted through the end of this month or until funds are exhausted. It's a federally funded program to help pay energy bills. You're listening to Metro News, the boys of West Virginia. The Shepherdstown Opera House earns the Heritage Tourism Award from the Preservation Alliance of West Virginia. Stephen Harriet Pearson renovated and reopened the old theater. The building in, on German Street in Shepherdstown is uh, 113 years old this year, and we bought the building and the business at the end of 2017, operated just for a few months. And then they had a cat catastrophic flood when a pipe burst, but they've rebuilt the entire thing. The award was announced recently during the organization's annual conference. From the Metro News Anchor Desk, I'm Chris Lawrence. Why? Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at steelusa.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Hi, it's Howard Monroe inviting you to join us every weekday morning for the Watchdog Morning Show. It is all the morning news and information that you need. We have ABC News, the top of every hour, the Ohio News Network, West Virginia Metro News, Tony Caridi and the Mountaineer Sports Report. Adam Fike has our local weather, local news from WTRF TV7. Then Bob Slider and I give you opinions and analysis and interviews, and we hope a good bit of good conversation. 
So come around, get all the information you need, have the great conversation you like. Join us weekday, 7 to 10, the Watchdog Morning Show. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. I had to meet you here today. There's just so many things to say. Don't stop me till I'm through This is something I hate to do 73 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 72 at the Highlands, 73 in Elm Grove, and still 73 here, Bob, you almost had last time. It, uh, it is, Howard, 73. We're 73 right across the board, 73 degrees everywhere. Up and down the Ohio Valley, mixture of sun and clouds during the day. Today, we'll have a daytime high in the upper 70s. Look for some pop-up showers or thunderstorms in the afternoon. Tomorrow, pretty much the same. Cloudy skies, temperatures in the low 70s. Again, pop-up showers possible. Some uh, showers in the morning on Wednesday, but then it should turn sunny later in the day. And it'll be a really nice day, a sunny day on Thursday. So all in all. Not uh, not uh, not all that uh, bad. So you're telling me the next day it's nice out is the day I fly out. Thursday. Great. Yeah. You fly out. Where are you, you flying back to the? To Virginia. Yeah. You flying? Yeah. Huh. They won't let me bring a car up here. They don't trust me enough. Oh, okay. All right. That okay. has to be My a short. My driving record can't. Okay. All of right. That. I, that I'm not going to gonna ask. I'm, I will. I will ask. Uh, I'll ask no more information about that. Was that like an hour? Hour flight? Yeah. Direct flight to what? What's the closest airport? Um, Norfolk International. But if you, so I take Breeze and that's direct. But if I were to take Southwest, I'd have to stop in Baltimore for like three hours. Who wants to do that? Nobody, because then both plane rides are only 30 minutes. It's just the biggest waste of time. Coming up this afternoon, Seth Stasky will be here um, from noon to two, right? Help me out here. Noon to two, right? That's yep. right. I'll yes. be on the board. Oh, Garrett's on the board. Woo. All right. Getting cocky. All right. So all technical errors will be attributed to Garrett. Absolutely. And then uh, the Pine Room Boys will be in at 2 o'clock. Boy, I hope that uh, Mark is back. Yeah, uh, I, I was with him a little bit Saturday here. He's feeling a little bit better. So, uh, hey, Did Mark, you know he's listening. Keglers? I asked him how that went. And, you know, <laughs> you remember Bob Prince. I, he's selling as much beer. He reminds me of the gunner. I mean, those guys were out there selling <laughs> beer. They went all the way down to uh, – Morgantown, Kegler's, is that how you say the name? Kegler's, yeah. And I asked him how it went on Saturday, and he said it went really, really good. So I'm sure he's out there working hard again today. We just hope uh, you're feeling better, Mark. Yeah, indeed. Um, Pine Room Boys are a great group, but it's always better when Mark's there. Yes, and uh, we'll be meeting with them later, Garen, to see where they're at on this uh, kind of power struggle. So, Lovely. Uh, well, speaking of which... Speaking of which, the insur- yes, Boris. Yes, the, the insurrection. <laughs> sir, yes, sir. The insurrection, the mutiny that is apparently being talked about here. I did ask Brad McElhinney to check on any openings at Metro News. Uh huh. I got this. We have a job opening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> the applicant produces video streams at WV Metro News, Talk Line, Sports Line, and Three Guys after the game. Also produces social media content. Good job for anyone who wants to be, who is hungry and wants to grow. Doesn't sound like a job for a guy that's been, what, 55 years in the business. I don't think that's going to work too good. It sounds like a good job for me. But if I am overthrown, if I am forced to go into exile, <laughs> if I have to go into exile, it could be that Western media is all like the, the radio corporation, I guess they call themselves now. That could be the place to go. And if you're concerned at home, this is a nonviolent takeover. This is we're just we're just kicking some ideas around with Boris. You just hope you're not kicking me around. That's, <laughs> you know, that's, and you know, I'm I'm willing to negotiate. I want you to know. I mean, up to a point, up to a point. The United I, States does not negotiate with terrorists. Well, I'm not going to call you a terrorist yet. <laughs> uh, I'm willing to negotiate. I mean, I'm willing to, you know, the breakfast thing is a distinct possibility. The problem is we can't eat breakfast in the studio anymore, right? Well, we could maybe bend that rule a little bit. but right. we can, There's a conference room. Yeah, we can have that. All right, all right so I'm, now that we've said those words out loud, I'm thinking about breakfast. Man, I'm hungry. H- hungry. I want an egg sammy. Egg sandwich? Mm, that's my favorite food besides crab legs. It is <laughs> You and Howard can have an egg uh, sandwich contest. I'll win. I've, I've, no I've question. mastered it. When I was in um, New Hampshire covering the primary, 
they had years ago. The restaurants had uh, crab scrambled eggs, which were absolutely. I, it didn't sound good. I thought, no, this didn't work. It worked perfectly. The crab was in the scrambled eggs. Oh man, yeah. it was Howard. Oh, it was great. Oh, it was. I, I get was, so it, much cheese in those. Yeah, too. it was just. It was. It was uh, tremendous. So. Uh, anyway, uh, if it's a soft insurrection, a quiet mutiny, I'm, you know, maybe I won't have to go into exile. Maybe I'll just, I don't know, turn in the crown. I don't know. We'll do. We'll see. I can't some. believe exile used to be a real punishment. Like, well, that was better so, than them, you know, dragging you out and know, killing they're, you. They're so, so mad at you. They're so just like, lot, get out of here. A lot of here. folks went with the exile. Howard, <laughs> all kidding aside. Yeah. What was your thoughts this weekend when you saw the things uh, developing and where we're at today? It, I, I really thought, maybe it was wishful thinking, I thought this was going to shove Putin I, out the I door. I thought the exact same but thing. But I, I think this guy, that's, I can't pronounce his name, I think he's, he's on the run now. Wagner, I think, Wagner, I forget how they I pronounce think, it. I think the, the hounds are, are closing in on I'm it. not sure. I've been reading a lot about mm-hmm. it, and I just can't quite get a fix on that. And I'm looking forward to talking to Tom Squatari tomorrow. Yeah, I was going to will... say, you're no Tom Squatari, but... Tom uh, will bring some good perspective to this. Didn't Belarus say, yeah, come on in? Then they said, well, maybe not so fast. My thought was the same as yours. When I began to hear about this, this insurrection and it lasted like 20 hours or something i forget i mean it was it was short-lived but it, it looked like it was going to catch steam yeah i was getting scared um and a lot of the after stories in the aftermath say that this goes to show how how weak putin is and that a sustained i don't know if revolution is the right word but a sustained insurrection you know might succeed i mean uh, but i'm with you when i first heard the story and when i'm following it for several hours i thought this is it yeah we're about to see the next russian revolution because in our lifetime we've seen it they we talked kid around about boris yeltsin they 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 forced him out before that was brezhnev uh you know kind of showed him the door uh so you just don't know the one uh news source that i it's through yahoo that i that i pay attention Mm -hmm. because they've been right on the money they said, yeah, this wasn't the worst, but this is still not good for Putin because it, it's really showing that he is weakened. And somebody will probably come forward and try to push him out. And, and that's what I've been reading is that it, this this particular rebellion, insurrection, revolution, whatever, it, it was short-lived. It didn't succeed. I think they negotiated something with him. But all the things I'm reading, the same thing you said, Bob, is that this, go, this is, does not bode well for Putin. The fact is, if they had continued to push forward, they may have indeed, and and it's, you know, if they'd be able to rally more of the people around before they give up, uh, Putin could be in trouble. And again, all of the articles I read, now listen, everybody has a different perspective, and you have to, Russia's a hard country to understand. They play hardball. I mean, to say that, that is an understatement. I mean, they've had people knocking on the doors before, enemies. And uh, they, they dug in and they were able to turn them back. Uh, but this is this is different. This is coming within. And you also got to wonder, Howard, if they maybe got message to those 20,000 troops that were heading towards Moscow that, look, we can wipe you out if we want. Right. We, we have the we have the the, the, the means to, and you'll all be gone. So maybe turn around and go somewhere else. If 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 those troops did not again, what I thought was going to happen was that you were going to see. Once they began to march and once you could see there was a concerted force there, that others would then join in and the, the people would uprise. And for whatever reason, the, the march, if you will, came to an end sooner than I thought it would. But if I'm Putin, I'm thinking, all right, it happened once. You know, is it going to happen again? The leader of the group I'm looking at CNN here this morning remains under investigation for inciting armed rebellion. Uh, Russia and Belarus say they have a deal with him, the leader of the group. He has not confirmed it. He has not been seen in public for days. See, that's not that's not a good thing. Has not been in Russia when they say you haven't seen in public for days, that is not not a good thing at all. And it just goes to show, you know, at one time in my life, I believe, and, and please don't call me a communist, I believe that the, the Soviet Union was right there with the United States, neck and well, they were. neck. They were. Uh, it just shows you nowadays. Uh, I mean, could you imagine in our country? Now, mm-hmm. we had that thing, little thing you call the res- – what, what is it in, 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 at the Capitol? But that was minor compared to this stuff. Not good. Don't get me wrong. I'm, no, not, I'm, no, not, I, 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 I'm not sticking up for those folks. They were wrong. They should have been shot. 
But uh, I, I, could you imagine 20,000 of our troops marching on Washington, D.C., Howard? Yeah, and you're right. The, 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 the insurrection of the Capitol was – it was organized, put it in air quotes, but it wasn't organized. It was a it, Facebook event. It, it, well, it was a little <laughs> bit more than that. But, yeah, it was it was not organized the way I think this rebellion in, in Russia was. But, again, if you're – and I'm looking at uh, just a commentary all over the place. And, again, we'll talk to Tom more about this tomorrow. Um, one commentator says, the West must now – that's us – must now consider the possibility of a complete political collapse in Russia. And I think that's – I mean, I felt that coming anyway. You know, Putin went into the Ukraine. I will go to Ukraine. I will take the Ukraine. He really, he thought it was a weeks-long project, and he's done. Just a couple days. And we're, how long are we? You know, we're uh, well over a year into it, two years. I lose track of time. And the Ukraine has said, no, you're not. And that the simple fact that he didn't take it as quickly as he did bodes poorly for Putin. And the fact that the Ukraine is, I mean, they're, they're, I don't know who's winning the war. I ask Tom that every week. But the Ukraine is standing up strong. They're not just holding the line. I mean, they're attacking. They've, they've actually attacked some cities in Russia. Yeah, it would be great to see if powers would be level heads just say, you know what, let's talk about peace. Let's, uh, let's, that wasn't a good, a good idea a year ago. It's certainly not a good idea. And by the way, uh, Mr. Putin is not in charge anymore. We haven't seen him for a while either. Hey, uh, again, skimming through some of these CNN comments, former KGB officer says Putin's grip on power, quote, almost non existent. Oops. And when the former KGB people say that, you know. So. Where, where did Putin get his start, Howard? <laughs> KGB. There you go. Yeah, there you go. When your own guys say, yeah, you know, it's a, and I'm not, we started this talk with the exile. I'm not 100% sure, but there isn't probably exile as a possibility here. Just, uh, you know, Putin, just go on vacation someday and not come back. Um, it's going to be interesting. I tend to the, uh, we'll I hopefully get a lot more perspective on this from Tom Skateri tomorrow. He is our Pentagon reporter. I don't know if he's been to Russia or not. He's been to the Ukraine, I know, and uh, has done a lot of international reporting. So he'll have, a much better perspective on this, certainly, than I do. Um, so we'll get that with us tomorrow uh, here on the Watchdog Morning Show. It is 10 till the hour. We should have uh, Bob Westfall coming up in a handful of minutes. Are you or your loved ones facing a serious legal battle? The law office of Paul Harris wants you to know you aren't alone. Do you need someone that's not afraid to go to trial and fight for your rights? Attorney Paul Harris and his team are willing to go where most firms are not. The Courtroom, with a successful track record in civil litigation, criminal defense, including tax issues and health care fraud, Harris Law Office will fight for their clients by offering the most aggressive representation in and out of court. Call Paul Harris at Harris Law Office for a free consultation, 304-232-5300. Ready, set, go get your Toyota today. Check out Toyota's wide range of all-wheel and four-wheel drive vehicles, like a sporty Camry or a stylish Corolla, both with great MPGs. Or come in and test drive a new RAV4, Highlander, or Corolla Cross, each with plenty of cargo room so you can be ready for any adventure. Visit buyatoyota.com, the official website for deals. Hurry, offers end April 4th. Toyota, let's go places. It's the summer's hottest party, the Circus Saints and Sinners Party on the Plaza, presented by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. The fun happens Saturday, July 8th at the Plaza on Market in downtown Wheeling. Enjoy food trucks, beer, and wine, and all-day live music starring Cleveland's number one party band, The Players Club, and Pittsburgh party powerhouse, Jukebox. Get tickets at partyontheplaza.org. The timeless sounds of polka live here. Join us 9 to 11 a.m. on Sundays for the Polka Showcase with Rich Biella. Sunday mornings never sounded so good. You want a hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home. Developing new and exclusive services recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute, establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff, providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services, and equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. 
We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place at the right time. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. They say nothing good ever lasts. We'll go on now and kiss it goodbye. But hold on to your lover, cause your heart's bound to die. Go on now and say goodbye to our town, to our town. Iris Dement, one of our uh, sort of breakup songs, has been the bumper music uh, all morning long this morning. You know what, Bob? You know what that sounds to me like? I could almost envision that as the closing theme to a talk show. Yeah, it doesn't work for us because she talks about the sun going down. And, you know, we're a morning show, Howard. But I always liked uh, Iris Demen, and I like that tune. Before we go to Bob, I wanted to ask you this. I saw something really interesting. Uh, you know, we're talking about retail never coming back downtown. Yeah. Sam Walton. That done as, as well as anybody when it comes to retail, right? Head, head honcho and creator of Walton's. He did not I get mean, it, yeah, Walmart. Walmart. He did not get his start there. He was an owner-operator of another 5 and 10. Can you tell me the franchise? There was one really close to you once upon a Benjamin, time. Benjamin, Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin. That's where he got his really? start. And he was so successful with that location, he said, hell, I can do this. And he opened up Walmart in, in Arkansas. Isn't that amazing? And it was a small store. And, and he, look, the guy's a billion. He's a real billionaire. And I'll ask you this, Howard. Back when you were a kid, there was a lot of five and dimes, right? Murphy's. Oh, yeah, there was a. Five and Dime in the Grove, do you know what it was called? There was one on right. in Elm Grove. Woolworth was a big one. Do you know what yep. happened to them? No. They're still doing business today as Foot Locker. Woolworth became Foot Locker? They are Foot Locker. And J.J. Newberry's, I don't know, remember one around here, they went in to Dogger Zone. So they're still out there, just under just another under different name. names. I did not. Those are things I did not know. One of these days we're going to have to do. There are several folks who have written books about Walmart. I know people don't like Walmart, and, and but... Many people do because you get inexpensive items. We'd have to do a, get somebody in here to talk about the history of Walmart and how Sam Walton founded it. and How did it grow from that little store in Arkansas, Benton? I think it was Benton, Arkansas, uh, to, to what it is uh, today. I mean, when we were in Alaska, they had, didn't have a Walmart. It was uh, like Wall Bobs or something they called it. It was, <laughs> it was just the same thing, but it was Wall Bobs. Speaking of Bob, let's go to Bob Westfall from the Big 7, WTRF TV. Good morning, Bob. Morning, Howard. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. I thought I did a great job. I had a pound of crab legs at Red Lobster, and then our intern, Garen, told me she had three pounds of crab legs at the Wheeling Downs. Mm. Well, you are slowing down. I know. I can't <laughs> believe that. I can't believe this yeah. is this little tiny young girl beat me in crab legs. Well, you are slowing down. Well, the only thing it says to me is I'm clearly going to have to get in practice more, which means I'm going to have to go and have more. Okay, cue the Rocky montage. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Exactly, exactly right. How was your weekend? My weekend was good. It was quiet. Did a little gardening. That was about it. That's good. What do you garden? Uh, tomatoes, peppers, things like that. Okay, good stuff. Do you, do you eat from your garden? Well, yeah. Well, I don't know. I thought maybe you just did them. What do you, what you think? I let it grow? Let them burn, and well, here's, I just throw a, here's a better question, Bob. Do you can? Do you go all out and do you put your vegetables uh, up for the season? No, I don't I don't grow enough for that. I'll make some salsa and stuff like that toward the end of the year. I've got some peppers already frozen, uh, some cilantro stuff frozen. So once I get some tomatoes and stuff, I'll just make some salsa. I don't I don't have enough plants to can. Okay. Uh, that'd be that'd be a waste of time. All right. Time's running short. Tell me what you're doing today at the big seven. All right. Some things we're working on today. Uh doing a piece with uh, Mary McKinley, DK, is going to talk to her today. They want to pres preserve the history of OVMC uh, and Ohio Valley uh, General Hospital from everything from uh, the letters uh, on the building uh, to artifacts and things from within the building. So uh, we're going to find out what that's all about today. Obviously, it's a big part of Wheeling history and Ohio Valley history, so uh, we're going to see what uh, uh, Mrs. McKinley uh, wants to do and what the game plan is for that. I could see those letters f turning up someplace. I'm not sure where, but someplace. I can see that. Right. 
Right, absolutely. I agree 100%. I, I just I can't imagine the skyline without it, but I guess we'll find out here in a little bit. Right. Uh, also, speaking of uh, preserving, uh, we're going to take a look at the 1400 uh, block of Mar- Market Street. Uh, some new renderings and things were out last week, so we're going to down talk to the city about how that uh, whole section uh, downtown Wheeling is developing. Um, so we'll have that today. Uh, Dan is working on that story. Uh, what else we got to do? Best place for family. Wheeling came in. Uh, Wheeling, uh, I'm sorry, Fortune.com uh, brought Wheeling in as the 33rd best place to uh, for families. So we're going to talk to, um, I think, Chad talked to you. Or, uh, yeah, Chad, talked to you guys earlier today. Chad talked to us um, earlier so today. We're, yeah. right. Yep, we're going to grab him. We're going to talk to a couple family people uh, about why they're here. So I think that's a really good story. Um, so we're going to do that. Uh, Ohio special election is coming up. Uh, some people have questions of the language that uh, yeah. was sent out by uh, the Secretary of State's office in Ohio. Uh, so we're going to check with Belmont County to see what they have or if, if there are any issues. Uh, if not, just kind of a reminder of the special election that's coming up in August um, to deal with uh, the voting levels when it comes to changing the Constitution in the state of Ohio. Right. Uh, Taylor, Taylor just got back Brook County's uh, break ground on a new ambulance service in uh, in Brook County. So we've got that this morning. Uh, that'll be in our noon today, and then again tonight at six. Uh, following weather, I think it's a one in five chance of severe weather this afternoon. Uh, obviously. Um, uh, Adams been watching this morning, and then um, Zach will be in this evening, so we'll be watching that all night. And then sports, uh, NBA draft parts continue to lose, um, which is uh, you know kind of sad. I mean, and the Reds continue to win. I, they brought up that one kid, and I don't know. I mean, he is he is an amazing ball player. Hit for the cycle the other day, so. Uh, so, Scott, I'm sure I have all the highlights on that stuff coming up. We'll check all of that at noon, 5, 6, 10, 11, 530, the statewide show, always at WTRF.com and on your phone with your uh, smart uh, on your smartphone with a Storm Tracker 7 and the news app. Bob, have yourself a great day. We'll talk to you tomorrow. All right, guys. Talk to you tomorrow. Again, Stoltenberg commenting on what appeared to be the start of a military coup against Vladimir Putin's government over the weekend. The mercenary Wagner Group left the front lines in Ukraine and headed toward Moscow before eventually retreating. It is hard to predict exactly what will now happen in the next days and weeks, but uh, we should not make the mistakes that we are underestimating uh, the Russians. ABC Chief White House Correspondent Mary Bruce has more. The president has been busy working the phones, reaching out to allied leaders and speaking with Ukrainian President Zelensky. Biden spent the weekend huddling with his national security advisor, receiving constant updates as the administration is still trying to figure out what exactly happened here. What are the terms of this deal that led Prigozhin to call off his march on Moscow? Cleanup continues in Stillwater, Montana, after a train derailment near Billings sent chemicals into the Yellowstone River. ABC's Matt Gutman is near where it happened. Rail officials say that early Saturday morning, a train was going over the bridge, over the Yellowstone River, when the bridge collapsed. Ten rail cars derailing, seven of them tumbling into the Yellowstone River, several of those dumping that molten sulfur and asphalt into the river that is considered one of the most pristine in the lower 48. More severe weather over the weekend, including an Indiana.